You're listening to the Sill Podcast with Peter Noche and Harry Posner. Rewinding to March of 2019, we re-release a slightly revised podcast of an episode you might have missed. TSP 89, Transcendent Tunes. Hey kids, it's twinkle time. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. Like a diamond in the sky. Okay, you're imitating my granddaughter. I am. What do Yeah, a segment that I recorded with my granddaughter a month before her second birthday. Up above <laughs> so high in the sky. I love it when little children do that. They don't have the words, no, but they have right. the melody, and they're kind of mouthing sounds just because. Exactly. You know? <laughs> twinkle, twinkle. Twinkle, twinkle. Uh, we have a fantastic transcendent tune for you. Everybody... Pretty well everybody on the planet will probably know this tune in one form or another. Mm -hmm. It's been around for more than 200 years as a melody mm -hmm. and about 200 years as a lyric. The words, 1806, written by Jane Taylor, and the poem is called The Star originally. In England, right? Yeah. It was first published in 1806 in Rhymes for the Nursery, a collection of poems by Jane Taylor and her sister, Anne. And it's currently sung to the tune of the French melody, A vous dire je m'aime, which was published in 1761. Your French is very good here. Merci beaucoup, monsieur. Oh. And then, of course, this tune is mm. considered a lullaby. So maybe we should mm -hmm. talk about lullabies first and then the mm -hmm. particular song in question. And the word lull. Yes. Which we associate with being lulled to sleep. Mm-hmm. What about the word bye, Harry? Bye-bye. Bye-bye <laughs> <laughs> daytime, hello sleep, in a way. But lullabies have been around for thousands of years. In fact, the ancient Egyptians had something called the magical lullaby. And it was something that was sung to children to protect them when they went to sleep. From evil spirits? Yeah. And if that isn't a lullaby, I don't know what is. Mm -hmm. So lullabies have been around forever. Also to comfort. Mm -hmm. Yes. Sense of security, yeah. calmness. Because, after all, the dark, when you're a child, mm -hmm. for whatever reason... Evokes a certain terror. It, it can be a scary thing. Yeah. So it's very hard to let go and let yourself fall into that darkness. So lullabies were there to soothe you, to make you feel relaxed, and to engage you, too. Because certain kinds of melodies and rhythms don't engage infants in the way that lullabies do. A lot of lullabies are written in 6-8 rhythm. Mm -hmm. These are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Yeah. 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 Twinkle, twinkle, little star. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Which yeah. is the pattern of most lullabies. Most lullabies, yeah, tend mm -hmm. to have that. And most lullabies are simple in their message. And they're put to music. Musical. All these things that we're discussing are great for brain development. 
Yeah, especially for premature infants too. They've found mm-hmm. benefits to premature infants when singing lullabies. Infants also apparently don't like when these lullabies are accompanied by instruments. Mm. They prefer just the human voice. Ah, okay. Human voice is a phenomenal instrument. Yeah, and the power of connection mm-hmm. with voice. Because when you think about the child in the womb, they're hearing sound filtered by their environment, their amniotic environment, but they're accustomed to hearing sounds from before birth. Mm-hmm. Especially the heartbeat, the mother's heartbeat. The mother's heartbeat. And these lullabies remind them in some ways of the mother's heartbeat. And so when the mother sings the lullaby, there's this bond that's now forming that was there in the womb, but is now exterior. And that's also why small children or babies respond almost immediately to very bass sounds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, tell that story about you and the hospital and the babies. Uh, it was just That's a cool um, story. No, was when our son was born, I just went to, this was back 30 plus years ago, so I went to see him. In those days, they were temporarily taken away from the mother and put into these common rooms. And uh, anyway, I just went there to see him. Of course, there were other babies around. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of poked my head and said, excuse me, looking for my son. Anyway, there was a little bit of laughter in the room by the attending nurses and and I just turned to them and I said, I say something funny? And they said, oh, no, no. One of them said, just speak again and, and watch the babies. And, and when I would speak, the babies' heads would turn toward me. Uh-huh. And they said, it's because of the tone of your voice. Right. So some famous lullabies, this one, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, that we're mm-hmm. talking about. Brahms, maybe the most famous this- lullaby. In German, it was called Wiegenlied. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Mm-hmm. It was written in 1868. And apparently, he suffered from a sleep disorder known as sleep apnea. Oh, yeah. Very commonly known today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's speculated that he created these lullabies. It was part of his inspiration for composing Vegan Lead, was this fact that he kept waking up out of sleep, and the sleep was disturbed. And Vegan Lead is that lullaby and good night, which you hear in all the cartoons to put somebody to sleep. Rockabye. Rockabye baby on the treetop. That's the one you're referring to. Yeah, rockabye baby. Not the Al Jolson rockabye, yeah, baby. And that was also written, I think, in the 18th century as well. A lot Uh, of them were. Uh, That was the 18th and 19th century. The origins go back to the 16th century, but really... They became more popular and more widely used in the 18th and 19th century. Right. And so, most famously, with Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, Mozart Mm -hmm. took that melody, that French melody, and wrote how many variations on it? Ten variations? Twelve Twelve variations on Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. And that's a big myth, by the way. A lot of people believe that he's the originator of Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. Yeah. No, it's a French melody from Mm -hmm. the 18th century. Apparently, these lullabies that these classical composers created were called uh, Bercuse, B-E-R-C-E-U-S-E. It was the name of these lullaby-like tunes that classical composers took and interpreted. Bercuse? Bercuse. What's the actual translation? Bercuse is French for lullaby or cradle song. Sometimes lullabies are known as cradle songs. Well, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, the words. The lyrics. We should just go through the lyrics very quickly here. Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, how I wonder what you are. 
up above the world so high, like a diamond in the sky. When this blazing sun is gone, when he nothing shines upon, Hmm. then you show your little light, twinkle, twinkle through the night. Then the traveler in the dark thanks you for your tiny spark. He could not see where to go if you did not twinkle so. In the dark blue sky you keep, and often through my curtains peep, for you never shut your eye till the sun is in the sky. As your bright and tiny spark lights the traveler in the dark, though I know not what you are, twinkle, twinkle, little star. And there are variations Mm. on the lyrics, some of them kind of fun. Here's one from Alice in Wonderland. Ah, Okay. So here's the excerpt from the book. The Hatter shook his head mournfully. Not I, he replied. We quarreled last March, just before he went mad. You know, pointing with his teaspoon at the March Hare. It was at the great concert given by the Queen of Hearts, and I had to sing, Twinkle, twinkle, little bat, how I wonder what you're at. You know the song, perhaps? I've heard something like it, said Alice. It goes on, you know, the Hatter continued, in this way. Up above the world you fly, like a tea tray in the sky, twinkle, and on and on it goes, right? So here the Dormouse shook itself and began singing in its sleep, twinkle, 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 and went on so long that they had to pinch it to make it stop. Beautiful. (laughs) No, all kidding aside, it's beautiful. When you hear it, you can see the draw for children. Sure. And it's great for adults. We're emphasizing the children, but the good it does for adults who are actually reading or engaged with their children doing this. Sure. It goes both ways. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That flow of energy and love. It really is about care and compassion Mm -hmm. through the music. It's a good Mm -hmm. reminder to adults, too, not to lose that part of themselves. Yeah, yeah. And what's interesting, too, about Twinkle Twinkle and the words is the second line of the song says, How I wonder what you are. And for an infant, that's pre-cognitive development. An infant would not understand that phrase. The concept. The concept of wondering what a star is. And yet there it is in this melody early on, inculcating this inquisitiveness, the wonder Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. the universe. That the curiosity. We, yeah, that it is hope that we carry through life. Now, right. we often lose that on the way. Mm-hmm. But interestingly enough, I was thinking about how modern music, a lot of pop music, yep. shares these dynamics with lullabies in that they're in 4-4, four, 6-8 four, time, recognizable time signatures, simple messages, direct messages. Early Beatles, remember? She loves you, yeah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. All of this aimed towards the childlike brain that we carry in us. And there was a term that we came up with called neoteny early on in our podcast, which has to do with the infantilization of society, keeping us young through advertising, marketing, all of these simplifying messages, silly, childlike. It's all to keep us in that place of innocence in a way of not being too sophisticated. And not think too much. And not think too much. Yeah. We did say that lullabies were international. They're all over the world. So, for example, in the Odia language, a lullaby is called a Nanabaya Gita. In the Teluga language, a lullaby is called a Jola or Jola Pata. In Tamil, it's Talatu. In the Philippines, it's known as Oyayi. Very universal. (laughs) Yeah, it's all over the world. Mm. Nina Bobo is Indonesian. So, 
They're therapeutic. They're bonding. Oh, that's a very important part. We should talk about that for a moment. Yeah. The, the bonding aspect of it. Yeah. Because it's primarily a mother and child thing. This does not exclude the father, but primarily mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mother and child. And the bonding aspect of the lullaby. Yes. What did it have to say about that specifically? Well, there's therapeutic value, mm-hmm. apparently, in lullabies. This is gentle music therapy is what it's about. It not only slows down the heart rate of prematurely delivered infants, but also helps them feed and sleep better, apparently. There's research that's demonstrated that the physiological responses of prematurely delivered infants undergoing intensive care can be regulated by listening to gentle lullabies Mm -hmm. through headphones, of all things. It's been associated with increased oxygen saturation levels and the possible prevention of life-threatening episodes of apnea and bradycardia. So lots of studies on infants, music, lullabies and that sort of thing. It's also quiet time between mother and child. There's there's nothing else going on. The focus Mm -hmm. is there. And uh, the distractions, the technologies, the smartphones, the TVs, everything's out. Yeah. It's just child and mother. Yeah, it's interesting. I was thinking too today about there's a kind of sexual fetish. Mm. I don't know what it's called, Mm. but it's where an adult assumes the role of a baby with another adult who assumes the role of the mother. Oh, okay. I've heard of it. <laughs> oh, and the one of the two of them puts on the diapers. Oh. He does the whole thing, you know, <laughs> wants to suckle the, you know, mm-hmm. the, uh, mm-hmm. at the mother's breast. Oh, we can't put this on the same podcast as Twinkle Twinkle. <laughs> I don't think we have no, any three-year-olds no, listening. No, no, no. But it's out there. Yeah. No, it's I've heard of it. I've heard of it. I've yeah. heard of it. I think I've even seen it in a couple of documentary programs. With yeah, and wanting to be sung to with, mm-hmm. with Twinkle mm-hmm. Twinkle Little Star mm-hmm. and feeling that warmth again, that feeling of love. What I find interesting about that particular fetish and similar fetishes is predominantly people who live a daily life of having either a lot of authority or responsibility, people who just can't get away from this very structured, mm-hmm. controlled life. And it's like, this is a kind of an escape of sorts that allows sure. them to get away from all of that, lose complete control and regress in some ways. Yeah. And also there's a whole world of sort of new agey meditative music mm-hmm. soundscapes created to calm you down, to help you get ready to go to bed, for mm-hmm. example. Mm-hmm. And they're also very simple and melodic And something else that uh, you may or may not know, they're associated with certain frequencies. So there are sound frequencies that have that effect on us, right? Right. Typically lower end frequencies are more calming. Yes. yes. High pitched shrieks or high pitched voices, for example, tend to agitate people. Yeah. And that's why it's the way we are affected by sound. Mm -hmm. It's not purely subjective. There's a scientific reason for it. And to get into the technological side of things, eventually Mm. there's going to be robot children Mm. that will have to be sung to by robot <laughs> adults to put them to sleep. AI. AI, and they may mm. be singing this very sure. song yeah. to their robot babies in the year 2525. Uh, so anyways, we've been trolling the YouTube yeah. to find alternative versions of Twinkle Twinkle. Quite a few. Really interesting ones. Yes. You know, there's that wonderful one with that Indian woman we're going to play. Mm-hmm. There's the young man who kind of does a street version. Oh, yeah. Yeah. On the bridge. Yeah. There's yeah. jazz versions. Yeah. I'll piece a few pieces together and we'll yeah. we'll make it up as part of our Vox Box today. Yeah. We'll sprinkle them through the Like bed. fairy dust. Like fairy dust. Twinkling. Twinkle, twinkle. Box, box. So, what's your story?
I've been asked to say a few words to Earth people about the stars. You see, I've been there. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. thing about lullabies about this world of music is that it really if we don't forget it mm-hmm. if we recall to ourselves that we were children once exactly if we recall to ourselves that the person opposite us who has been a bit of a bastard today was an innocent child mm-hmm. like me singing twinkle twinkle little star it goes a long way to sure allowing us to just say, okay, cool your jets. Yeah, and it's interesting that you say that because often when I'm watching something, whether it's news or something that's severe or severely negative in terms of the way it's presented, where we're talking about criminals and uh, mm-hmm. some dastardly things that we sometimes either hear about, see, experience. Yep. That's one of the first things that comes to my mind. When I see something really terrible, I think to myself, that individual, male or female, we all began as very innocent children. And what yeah. the hell happened along the way? We lost our innocence. We got conceptual. Mm-hmm. We got mental, intellectual. We distanced ourselves from nature and touchy-feely, being in the moment the way kids are. Mm-hmm. And I always come back to that phrase by Krishnamurti, who said, we must move from innocence to innocence. Find that innocence in each moment of our lives because we're very jaded as we grow up. And to keep that freshness. Listening to this song too, Twinkle Twinkle, I've begun to appreciate the melody. It's just beautiful. Well, not just the melody, but actually when you recited that Twinkle Twinkle, the lyrics, I think that was the first time that I actually really listened to the entire lyrical content. Since you were a baby, it's yeah. your first time. I mean, I always remember Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, how I wonder what you are. But after that, it kind of fades out Yeah, a couple of more lines and then it fades out. I've never really heard or really listened to the uh, lyrics. Yeah, we don't really pay attention mm-hmm. often because we heard these when we were children and then we kind of drop them at a certain point. We forget the words that were soaking into us as we were falling asleep. And as you're falling asleep, you're more susceptible, you're more open right. to these things. Right? No, I don't know about you, but as an immigrant... I never heard my parents sing these songs. I picked them up quite a bit later. 
I wasn't hearing Twinkle Twinkle when I was three years old. I heard Twinkle Twinkle when I was seven or eight. But what might you have been hearing as a child in Italian? Is there some version in Italian or another lullaby? Oh, no, fighting parents. <laughs> they were too busy fighting to sing lullabies to the kids. No, I, I, they, they may have. They may have done, but I, I don't recall. I'm sure that they did something, but I don't really have a recollection. Do you? No, I don't actually. I, I don't recall much before the age of about four or five. So right, right, yeah. Yeah. But even if it did happen, you probably would have remembered, but I think our lives were not structured that way. Well, both of us were born outside country and came in at a very young age mm-hmm. at a different mm-hmm. time when adults typically, I, I wouldn't say all adults, but in the conditions that we grew up in, they were probably busy with other things. Yeah. Apparently, there's one thought about Twinkle Twinkle that it might also go back to uh, Hebrew or mm-hmm. lullaby called Lilith Abi. That's right. Which means, and Lilith was a kind of a demonic character in the Jewish tradition. And Lilith Abi means Lilith be gone. Again, a, a kind of a magical protection yeah. spell yeah. for the child. Going back to the origins of lullabies, which was primarily to dispel the terrible or the things that could hurt you. You just said it, the word dispel, to removing the spell. Yeah. So this is a transcendent tune because it's been around forever. It's in our bones. Mm -hmm. It reminds us of our childhood. And it's a beautiful lullaby. I like it. Me too. Okay. All right. So uh, that's it for this week. We're going to encourage you again to leave comments, Mm -hmm. questions, burping sounds, whatever you want to leave. And the key is sounds because we do have a facility on our website. Yep. At thesillpodcast.com to actually record sounds, meaning you can speak into it. You don't have to write. You don't have to type. Yeah. You can leave a recorded message. And if you do, we're going to wish you a wonderful, peaceful sleep tonight. You're going to sleep beautifully tonight. Like Jiminy Cricket wishing upon a star. When you wish upon a star. You know what that's from? No. Pinocchio. Ah, thank you. Ciao, Harry. Ciao, Peter. The Sill Podcast, Perspectives on Art and Technology, is a Connecting Dots Media production. Available at thesillpodcast.com.